I am unashamed. What about you? Jace, we got Zach. A yep. zoom in. He's zooming in from North Carolina. Even though you can only see half of his head, I know what that is. It's a duck. So it is a duck. I guess today we're going to talk about the difference in physical and spiritual. Because I have that same duck in my head, <laughs> but you can't see. <laughs> and I got it, it on mine. <laughs> there's a there's a big difference in in and on. Zach's beard's yeah, looking cool. looking full too, like like mine. You kind of it's coming in. Are you putting just for men in that, or is you still aren't graying yet? I've got no. It's all natural. Well, I got to ask you, what was the decor designer's thought? Was were you trying to get the state of North Carolina over your left shoulder <laughs> what, on the wall? Is that a was that an attempt? That's a, that's a piece of 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 a hundred and twenty year old plaster. It's left on the brick wall. It, the oh. rest of it's. It's, it's, it's okay. built well, I feel better because I was going to say North Carolina doesn't look that way unless you, you've got it. <laughs> you need to turn it. But Zach's like in a our, so our restoration office. There's like a historical building. Like it's been there for how long, Zach? Okay. Like two hundred years or something? It's yeah, old. it's old. I don't know. I, it's well over. Yeah, in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. It's really cool when you walk in there because there's like these. It's upstairs and it just looks like an. You know, there's little offices there, it's just, but it's kind of, it's really a cool, I don't know what you call it. It was an old boarding house back in the day. <laughs> right. It looks like a hotel. That's what I thought, like an old hotel Yeah, is what it reminded me of. Well, are we in trouble? I mean, I feel like when you show up, the, you may have the pulse of unashamed nation. Have we, have you, are you cleaning Zach, up our messes? Zach is the one, Zach and the crew in North Carolina are the ones that get most of your feedback. You know, it's, you get yeah. some, some of it gets to us, but a lot of you guys are, when you get it. So we're always. No, I, yeah, there. That's all been good. I, we thought fact, we might love, have messed up on that uh, the capital episode. I actually think that uh, that that episode did very well because I think people are looking for an answer, and you're not going to find the answer in this political turmoil. And, and I, mean, they, I mean, the answer is Jesus. I mean, yeah, that, so I think what you got. I, I, I listened to the podcast. I thought it was great, and well, I think it's time for such a time as this. Just a little uh, tune up on it. The final word on it, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not. This may be the here, first. Here we go. Paul. Phil's been thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, I have. Second Timothy chapter 2. An apostle is training a young evangelist, and one of the things he told him, Timothy, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Uh-oh. No one serving as a soldier in the kingdom of God gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. No. Our commanding officer is neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden. They're not our commanding officer. Now, I like this. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he, he competes according to the rules, kingdom rules, godly rules. The hardworking farmer should be first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember, and here's where we are, as we operate on planet Earth as the kingdom within a constitutional republic. 
our uh, <coughs> socialist country, our communist country, it doesn't make any difference. We operate the same. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Now listen, mm-hmm. for which I'm suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. There, It's worse than censorship. Are we sick of hearing them try to shut them up? Everybody needs to remember something. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of elect. But God's word is not chained. They can't stop it. They've been trying to stop it, the forces of evil, for 2,000 years to no avail. The kingdom still marches forward, whether it's the brothers in China, the ones in North Korea, Venezuela, wherever we are, U.S., I mean, they're trying to compare, you know, we're going to burn the White House down. Well, the White House represents a constitutional republic. That's a far cry from old King George over there when he, if it was his house, okay, burn it down. But, but our house, no. <laughs> That's my take. I'm glad, look, I'm glad you said that because, look, every store that I've been in and gas station in the last two or three days, I have heard, because I guess a lot of people listen to that podcast. (laughs) Now, there were some that said, hey, you know, Jesus is Lord, 2021. I thought, okay. But there were far more that were like, now, now what are you saying? Because, and then they would give me this conspiracy theory about what's fixed to happen and the tyranny. And they were telling, that's why they were at the gas station. Yep. You know, loading up. And I said, well, where did where did you hear this from? And you know what the number one answer was? Facebook. 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 I said, well, let me tell you. Where where I, do you find in the Word of God where Jesus Christ said, if you don't like the way the government's running, burn it down. Revolt and burn it down. I don't, I don't find that text in the Bible. That's right. Well, I, I tell you what you do find in the Bible is, is this – prophecy from Isaiah, or a word that the Lord gave to Isaiah in Isaiah 8. Listen to this. For thus the Lord spoke to me with a mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, you are not to say it's a conspiracy in regard that all this people calls a conspiracy, and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy. And he shall be your fear, and he shall be your dread, and then he will become your sanctuary. I, I'm amen, not going to amen to that. I, I that's like what that. we're saying. Where was that, Isaiah? What? Isaiah eight, I, and I know that's not popular right now because there, there's an obsession with being a patriot. But but first and foremost, I'm a member of the kingdom of God, and and it's this is not what we're talking about right here is not a popular message right now. But I believe it is a message. Uh, from God for such a time as this. I'm glad you guys are talking like this. Well, look, Zach, it's hard not to when I'm getting a text from people that I've known for 30 years saying, look, stock up on milk. Uh, You're not going to have the Internet. Uh, You know, fill your truck up with gas. I I, I got that text, which I I thought the first thought I thought was, what about water and toilet paper? But anyway, but I just responded back (laughs) I'm in a spiritual war. Of course, I didn't get a response back, but 
And I was referring to Ephesians 6. I didn't know you were going to read that. I don't even know if I had read that. You know, Isaiah was tough out when we were in school. Yeah. But I was going to read Ephesians 6, 10, but it said the same phraseology as you did. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Because people say, we are just weak, little weak Christians. And, you know, Paul wrote a letter to the Romans, and they considered love and sharing Jesus as weakness. They locked him up. And you get the book of Revelation, and you think, well, why do y'all think that is victorious? When basically it was a, a vision saying all you Christians are going to die. Well, wh- where's the victory in that? And that's the point I'm trying to say to my conspiracy-loving <laughs> brothers that I love is that, look, what we're in on in Jesus has the power to change hearts and minds. It changes eternal destiny. It's a power that's way beyond who's who's in charge of the governments that Romans 12 and 13 says that God instituted anyway. That's correct. And you say, well, we got to make this wrong right. He addresses that too. When he said, leave room for God's wrath, you know, that whole section about Where's that out? Romans, Romans 12. The end of Romans 12 at the end. That's <laughs> right. what it says. Well, and I think our, our position has been consistent. We, said, we were saying the same thing a little later than this last year about coronavirus. I mean, all along, people are panicking. They're going crazy. This, we're all going to die. It's just going to be terrible. And, and we were saying, look. Yeah, some people are going to die. Some of us are going to get it. You got it. Yeah, I got it. You're going to get sick. I mean, look, well, what I'm saying I, it is, wasn't did, it ever, did you ever just think, oh, my word, no. what's happening? Hey, what? back to Romans 12. Do <laughs> not repay anyone evil for evil. Don't burn the thing down like we've been watching the last six months before the election anyway. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge. Leave room for God's wrath. It's written. It's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Be good to them, but point them all to Jesus. It's not a political fix here. Nope. It's a spiritual fix. Unless there's a mass repentance, I've said very often, and a turning to God, it will get worse. No matter who's in charge, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't know about y'all, but this hasn't changed my support that I've had for four years for Trump. I voted I mean, for Donald Trump, and because of his policies, I said he's, because he's of what the he best did. man for the job. That's exactly yeah, right. I preached Fine. the gospel to him. I pointed him to Jesus, like all the rest of them I've met. Well, here we are now, and you say, "Well, let's all just burn it all down." I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great idea." Well, no. we've said all along that we didn't his rhetoric. It's, it's never been my favorite. I mean, in the way he conducts himself sometimes, especially with other Republicans. So that's been consistent. So, I mean, but these people that now, are, the cancel culture, they're like, oh, we, we've never liked it. You know, they're oh, just they've running gone the so other way. far now. I mean, now you got the president elect. He's like, his big deal is he's going to unify the country. But then in every speech I've heard, he's basically. More division. <laughs> he, he's embellished what happened right. by saying, oh, he was never fit for office. Oh, I told yeah. you the whole time. And, yeah. 
You know, and I'm like, well, sickening what, what to happened to. to this? We're bringing everybody together. He did nothing right. He deserves to be uh, in a psych. Well, uh, the first speech, Jace, he and Harris both did, tried to bring race into it. They were like, what if it's a mid meal? You know. Well, look, now, I mean, they, you talk about device. They well, want, let's get back on that train. Let's start burning down cities again. So now they're like, oh, no, we got to impeach him with, you know, a week left. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, it would, it's going to take that long to even start the process. But it they... They can't help it because of what happened. They're just using it from a political angle to somehow thwart him from ever running again. Right. They want to crush him. So that's why we – we look, I, I answered one of the – I don't know how y'all forwarded me an email or something. It was a legitimate, I thought, question, and so I answered it. But it was basically like where's the Christian's role in fighting tyranny among Christians? And I, I read that Ephesians 6. I was like, look, it's not that I do not love America. It's not that I don't see your point right. about, you know, the direction of the country. And, you know, I voted for Trump just like you did. It's all about how. How the fight, because he kept talking about the fight. How do we fight this? I'm like, I got Ephesians 6. It's a spiritual fight. It's a spiritual. He said, you want to fight? Here, here's your armor. And you read every one of those things. That's how I plan on fighting, which was the same way before. Elected officials, whether by hook or crook, they cannot remove your sin, Al. None of them can. And they can't raise you from the dead. Right. Unless you can do those two things, I'm not bowing down to you. Right. Ever. Correct. Jesus and Jesus alone, he's our king all the time, forevermore. Therefore, I said that this summer when people were kneeling in front of other people. I said, I bow for no man. That's right. In this, in this, I bow, I bow the knee to Christ. Hang on, Zach, let's take a break. So, Zach, you don't have to worry about this, but these, the old, there's no country for old men at the table here. We got a lot of pain, a lot of pain going on, inflammation, pain. I'm getting there. I'm 43 today. <laughs> I saw, oh, that's right. I forgot it was your birthday. Happy birthday. I had mine last week, 56, by the way. So one of our uh, favorite sponsors, especially for Dad and I, because we've been taking Omega XL for several months, almost a year now, and this made a big difference for me because, um, you know, I don't know. I seem to have all the hurts and aches and pains and was doing too way too much ibuprofen. I don't take any anymore, which is a great blessing. So if you've got some aches and pains that's caused by inflammation, you need to check these guys out. You go to Omega XL, and you buy your first bottle, you get your second bottle free, which is awesome just for being a listener. So OmegaXL.com slash Phil, OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can give them a call, 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Get rid of the pain. Get rid of the inflammation. All right. Yeah, it's, it's the same argument that we would have had, you know, six months ago or three months ago. The same argument that we would have made for why the Portland riots were immoral, why we would reject critical race theory, and and this idea that 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 I'm guilty for somebody else's sin. And all, it, it's the same argument that we would use today. That that you can't tie your identity to your race. Yep. You can't tie your identity to your nationality. You can't tie your identity to that you're an American. Like if you're a believer, you can't. You know, our identity is rooted in, in number one, the fact that we're made in God's image, Genesis one twenty six. So we're all we're all our common anthropology is that we're all members of of the race that God made. Number two, we've all sinned 
and falling short of his, his glory. That's our commonality. And then three, we can have the potential of being in, in relationship with him if we repent and turn to Jesus. I, I, I just believe that what, what people are trying to bypass with all of this stuff, they're trying to bypass that one word that we all want to avoid. And that word is repentance. Yep. You yep. want to see the nation healed, it, it's going to take repentance. And nobody wants to, to repent, including myself. I mean, I, I, we all struggle with that, but I think that's the, the roadblock. Well, and to Jace's point, I, I like that, the idea of how you fight, because it's it's a war of convincing people. I mean, that's what we do with the gospel. You remember in the Middle Ages, I mean, Christianity, some people had this idea that we would just go in and conquer nations and then force them to become Christians. With that that didn't work out well at all. No, nope. because no. it, it's it's about convincing people. So that's why the it's whole a violent, volunteer force. It's a volunteer force. I mean, it's a war of ideas. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. You got to convince a person in their heart to what Zach said. I have to want this. I can't just go out and we line up with with shotguns across a field and say you're gonna you're gonna become a Christian. You're gonna become godly, but or I, else. I mean, it, you can't do that. What happens when you get off the big picture, which is Jesus, the spiritual war? Fair that goes on every day that we're all a part of. What when you lose sight of that, you, you start thinking, okay, now we've been done wrong here, so let's storm the Capitol. And I'm like, I if I wanted to go down that road, I can think of some better ideas. How about let's organize and move people to Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, Arizona. Just move them in mass. Let's all have some meetings peacefully and say who's going where. All right, let, let's try this. We're going to ship some rednecks. Now, if we still, you know, take and let's take it from California. You got to take it from California because we're going to lose that anyway. Well, a third of them, yeah, are are in California is conservative. Get Republican. I mean, I'm just saying, if we were, I have some ideas on how you can take it back. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like, oh no, well they're they're cheated. Okay, there might have been some, but it, it looked like a close race that we lost, and four years ago it looked like a close race. That we won. That's what it looked like to me. Now, is I don't read Facebook, so I don't know the conspiracy theories, but I got a picture on my phone from a buddy of mine. He said, hey, and it said something like, who knew Duck Dynasty and Chewbacca take over the Capitol? And I just looked at the picture, and there were, there were some of these, you know, patriots. Okay, but they look like a lot us. of people say, hey, you defend these patriots. It looked like some kind of Duck Dynasty frat party gone wrong. It's the, what the picture looked. They were standing there. Guy had horns on his head. I just my first impression was, okay, that you went a little too far. But people were like, well, no. I mean, and and they started to get into the political thing. But I'm saying maybe it was, but it just seemed like. They were mad, and they got whipped up and said, hey, we're taking the Capitol, and there was you know, a few hundred thousand people. That's what it seemed like to me, and I, I'm, I'm on Trump's side. Right. But, I mean, that's my opinion, because I, I haven't given it too much thought, because I'm looking at the more weighty matters. Right. I mean, it's like what Phil read. <laughs> this is not my commanding officer. When I read what Jesus did and how he operated— it may come across as weak. He may seem like he didn't have anything. He was a bit sheepish. He died in the end. Oh, wait. But then he come back. <laughs> so that one move pretty much made the, you know, you're acting like the verse says sheep to be slaughtered is so weak to people that it, that it nauseates them. 
But, you know, that's the hand we're dealt because we don't live for this life. We, some things you trust God, but in practical ways on how to do things from a political perspective, look, I'm open. It is interesting that the Bible refers to Jesus as the lion, but us as sheep. Yeah. I mean, there is a mindset there that, about that. You know? But you've heard Because everybody argument. wants to be a lion. You you've know? heard the argument. People are like, well, you're just weak need Christians. The apostle, you know, fallen. The, the apostle Paul finally at the end of Jesus being our commanding officer said, here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, speaking of your new birth, we'll also live with him. If we endure the kind of junk you see going on now and before this, we'll also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. You never put anything, including governments, ahead of Christ Jesus. If we're faithless, you say, boy, we're done. He'll remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Now, that right there is the one I want to follow, literally, till they put my body in the grave and my departure to go be with God. So that's the hope we have. I'm not budging on it. And to say governments of men can somehow take the place of that is nonsense. Well, even these uh, <clears throat> even these tech oligarchs out in you know California, they're going to try to suppress. But you can't stop. We're unstoppable. They've been trying to suppress the good news. I mean, think oh. about what we're talking about in the Book of Acts. These boys not only had they had the Roman overlords, but then they had Jewish over. They they oh. were doubled down, and no one would have said, "Yeah, they'll pull it off." Yeah, started with twelve, 12 men, twelve guys, handpicked men in a low tech <laughs> world, and and with living daily under tyrants. The Roman Empire was a rough bunch, and look, look what came out of all that. Uh, wonder whatever happened to the Roman Empire, but the kingdom of God is still here. That's right. So it looked that they may Jack Zach and I've been talking about this. They may try to shut us down. There's probably going to come a day when we may have to do something else or find another place. But God's going to provide that, don't you think so, yeah. Zach? Right now, the Romans are making great shotguns. We shoot on bananas, <laughs> and they're making pretty good peaches. Other than that, I just don't see the empire status like it was two thousand years ago. Yeah. Things change. I think we got to remember. We got to remember kingdom people that we do belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken yeah. nor destroyed like we, we forget that and i i think another thing that we're forgetting in this is the very nature of christ now you mentioned that he was uh he was a lion and we're and we're the sheep but i but i'm I, it reminded me of that passage in revelation 5 where where john is weeping because there's no one worthy to open the scroll and the elder came up and put his hand on him and said, uh, don't be afraid. Behold the lion from the tribe of Judah. And when I first read that, I got that picture of Aslan from um, Narnia, you know, this big yeah. lion. But, but John says when he, when he turned around to see this, this lion from the tribe of Judah, he said, I saw a lamb that looked as though it had been slain. So, yeah. so Christ is a lion by nature, but he, he chose to take on the, 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 the form of a, of a lamb and humbled himself and became obedient to death. I don't know how we get around Philippians chapter 2. And what I'm seeing happening in some of this nationalistic movement is, is that good, godly men and women are forgetting the very foundation of, of what Christ did for us. We're not, we, we need to have that humble spirit. I know it's not popular. I don't even like to hear it. It's offensive. By the I way, would much rather fight. By the way, Zach, and a good point to interject in what you're saying right there, uh, there is a difference. You can be conservative but not 
a Christian. But you can't be, you can't claim Jesus and you live like the devil. You, yeah. So, in other words, someone said, "Well, if you're if if you're a conservative, you're automatically a good, godly person." Not true. No, not true. There's a lot well, of people Francis, who are conservatives yeah. who don't even put their faith in Jesus. Zach, you see yeah, what I'm Francis saying? Schaefer said at Liberty, he said conservative humanism is still humanism. That's right. And and we got to we got to remember that the, the we're we're not conservatives first. We're Christians first, and our conservative yeah. uh, understanding of things flows from that. Not the other way around. That's why I overlooked the character or the way you know Trump would would speak because those policies, the more they line up with what lines up with God Almighty, well, that's who I'm going to vote for. Yep. Let's, let's take uh, <clears throat> let's take another break. Zach, do you know where your home title is? Hmm. I do not know the answer to that question. Do you have a home? He has a home. I have a home. I didn't know if you were in it yet. I guess the bank has my time. I don't know. Well, that's a great question, right? Because you you think, I mean, is it sitting around? Is it in a safe somewhere? Who has it? So basically, whoever makes your loan uh, has your home title. The problem is that now we got these hackers, and, and especially with so many people on the computer now, they're hacking in, they're stealing your title, they're putting their name on it, borrow a bunch of money, then your house gets foreclosed. They show up and kick you out of your own house. It's happened a lot, which is unbelievable that it's even possible, right? So yeah. it, it's for real. So we got a great company, Home Title Lock, which basically can go in and secure digitally uh, your title. So you go to hometitlelock.com, register your address, make sure you still have your house. Use the code RADIO, and you're going to get 30 days of free protection. That's hometitlelock.com. Code radio. But in the end, our guy lost. I hate it, but the bigger but those guy. Are all, those, are all, those are all pragmatic things that are not going to really change anything. Ultimately, the, the, the issue is that the American culture and, and the fabric of our society does not believe in the Imago Dei, that man's made in the image of God. We, we don't believe yeah. that as a country. So this whole system is – if you build a system on a, on a certain idea and then, and then the majority of people that, that are under that system no longer believe that idea, then the system that's built on top of it doesn't work. And that's why Donald Trump is not our answer because – or, or, or the Republican Party or, or whatever it is. The, we have a rotten foundation now. I mean, that, that is the, and, and no one wants to hear that because what that means is the answer is not going to come from cutting the head of the snake off. And no, everything's good now. The answer is going to come from Zach Dasher and, and Phil Robertson and Jace Rock, my, me putting my hand on a person that I know and telling them about the sovereign King Jesus Christ who died for them. And it starts there. Amen. And that's a lot more work. And I have no control over the outcome. Yeah. And I think that's why people don't want this. And I'll add one more point too that, that, Kingdom people do not have to choose between socialism and nationalism. We don't have to we don't have to choose between those two things. We choose the kingdom. We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the other things are added unto us. That's but we seek correct. first his kingdom. And I think yeah. that's that's what we're missing. If you, had point, the, Zach. if you had the majority of our country believe in that, Zach, and which is our job to convince them, it's the church's job to convince them of what Zach just said, then you can change it from the bottom up, you know, but, but you're right. I mean, one of the things you got to realize is <clears throat> so many of these people are so happy. It, conservatives too, or Republicans, I should say, 
that Biden's back in because it's back to business as usual. It's about money, making money. It's about having the machine. I mean, oh, yeah. look, they've been doing this. That, this rotten systems I was talking about, it's been going on for quite a while. Oh, No matter who was sitting in the big chair. And Trump was a disruptor, no doubt about it. But I agree with everything we said. He's not a savior. No. He's a guy from New York that you shared the gospel with. Yet hopefully will that'll change his life, you yep. know, forever. Yep. So that that's how you do it. Yeah. I you mean look, you just can't get get wrapped up in conspiracy theories and things you're reading on the internet to where you're actually functioning in a spirit of panic over who's in the White House. Yeah. Or controlling Congress or whatever. No, it's not, and it's not just panic. It's a, it's a spirit of, of, of uh, deceit. These I'm saying, Zach, these theory. are Jesus-loving people who all of a sudden I, are like, I, I, well, you know. Well, let's, here's what it is, though. These conspiracy theories are informational Ponzi schemes. That's what they are. And, and they, you, they, they, they haven't delivered. Like all these crazy predictions in QAnon, and QAnon, I mean, the, the stuff's just – they haven't delivered on the evidence, and they, they really haven't. And – and, and God's people have to be about truth over fear. Like I can't abdicate the truth and say just because I want this to be true because I I don't want where we're headed. I don't like it either. Our whole business is tied up in in, in technology, and it's very likely that this podcast, along with some other things I'm working on, will be censored. It's very possible that I'll that I'll lose all my income. So I'm all in. Like I'm I'm going to lose a lot with what's going on, but I can't abdicate my commitment to the truth in the process because I'm fearful. You know what I'm saying? Well, oh, yeah. and Zach, you know, to a practical point, <clears throat> I blame a lot of this during this, since the election until right up just recently, you had a lot of surrogates that were supposedly digging into it, you know, attorneys and, and they were, they were going public with information that they said was true, but there was never any proof of the evidence. Nobody said here, here's where it is. So I think it just, it confused people to a, to a, great degree which is what you're talking about does i mean yeah once confused and once you're going into this there's no doubt about it then you'll do then you'll go to panic mode do you know how many times i've either texted or said vocally i'm just gonna share jesus i'm riding with king jesus i'm going with <laughs> I jesus like that. i that, that that's what I've done in the since this happened. And think the last about it, week, Jace. So we have a if, conversation. Oh no, I'm like yeah. I'm gonna go with. So Jesus. what if some wicked government comes along and they're knocking on our door right now? You say, what if they come along and they they get out and burn all the church buildings, Zach? Burn them all. Anything with a steeple on it. The French Revolution, that's what they did. Love they it. said, oh, we're going to do away with all of it. Love well, Jesus is still here. God's yep. still in control. And you say, well, what, if they go down there and they burn the church building down, Al, is that going to change your mode of operandi? Well, first, you know, I'd, I'd, at first, I would be thrilled because our building is an old monstrosity that I've told all of the staff, if this thing ever catches on fire and somebody calls the fire department, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to go on. I have to tell this story. Al knows about it. When I was working with Missy, being the worship team members, which is something I probably shouldn't have said, but I said, look, now what we're going to do is probably going to make a lot of the, the members uncomfortable. And, uh, and so one of the leaders said, well, I mean, Jace, how – how radical would you go? Well, the way he phrased that question, when he said, how radical would you go? I said, as in burn the building. <laughs> <laughs> that probably was 
<laughs> a little too far. Too far. But I was trying to make a point. And I, we, I'm kidding, by the way. Don't, don't, don't We became so ritualistic that I thought you can't, you can't snuff the church out. Where by two or three yeah. are gathered in my name, I will be there. Jesus said. That's enough for me, right? I think there. we offend somebody every time we say this, but <laughs> Acts 17 is in the book. God does not, God, the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples, buildings built by human hands. Right. He doesn't live and there. He also, and he also doesn't live in 501c tax uh, structures. He doesn't, he doesn't live in our, 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 our organizational I don't tax know structure. what that is. Hang on a second. What let's is ta- it? Let's take a break. Now explain to Jace what a, what that is. A five hundred one c three is a, a nonprofit that most churches have have filed as for um, tax purposes. That's why mm-hmm. you're able to donate to the church and you get your tax read. Oh, but J- even that, Jace thought Jace I mean, thought that had, was a character on Star Wars. I had no idea. I thought I owed somebody some money. <laughs> By the way, they're they're, they're going to ax that whatever you just said. They'll ax that. They'll get well, rid of that. They've been using that for a long time to hold it over pastors too to not speak truth from the pulpit. That's right for things. Because like we'll take away your status. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. Yeah. I said this recently before the election. I was like, "Here's why I'm voting for Trump. I would never tell you who to vote for. That's not my job. That's your job. You're an American. But here's why I'm voting for it. And I, I made my case. And years ago, I was I was bullied not to do that from the pulpit. But I thought to myself, no more. You know, one is I'm not being paid, so I'm volunteering anyway. Yep. But why would mm-hmm. I do that? So, oh, take this tax status away. Yep. This isn't but about money Ultimately, for me. yeah. I mean, we remember that when the controversy happened in Duck Dynasty. They were like, oh, we're going to take away all your sponsors because yep. you quoted a verse when asked about homosexual homosexuality. You quoted a Bible verse, which they didn't know was a verse. But but I just remember Phil's response. They said, oh, they're, all the sponsors are leaving. Phil's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, just, you we, don't make a spiritual decision Based on some kind of financial yeah. you know, fear mongering. It, People say, well, that's easy for you to say. You got plenty. Well, when we didn't, <laughs> uh, it, it didn't affect me one way or another. And many, 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 many corporations that were lined up because of our popularity to make money off of us backed right away from that table. Yep. And millions Phil, and millions lost. How but, many, but we'd do it again. How many times did people tell you when you invented Duck Commander and you were going around, they said, if you keep giving that testimony or whatever they called it after your duck call seminar you're it's going to hurt your business hundreds and hundreds uh, over and it's over hurt your business they, hurt they your said business. the same thing to me until you know we became known they were like well you know you're because you're alienating people that's gonna hurt your business yeah i thought well you've got this backwards my business is to share Jesus. This duck call thing, that's just something I That's do. why the ungodly came up with the old thing, you can't mix religion and politics. I said, oh, they need mixing and shaking up and tamped down and running over. Just like schools and That's God. why we're in the mess we're yeah, in right no now. Doubt. But you said, what would they do? What would you do if, if they burned the buildings and declared war? You know, you read, started off in Second Timothy, Paul's writing this. He's chained up. Yeah. I mean, they literally have him chained. And he said, and, and, we're good to go here. Yeah. He's like, you can't change, chain the word of God. But in at the end of Second Timothy 4, he said these words, and this is what I would do, because he had the idea. He says, 
This is uh, 417. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed that all the Gentiles may hear it, which that we're in the Gentile category. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. And then this phrase, the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. I mean, I don't just read that. I believe it. I do too. So if somebody says, we're going to declare war on you and you may lose your life. Yeah, we'll shut you up. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Not yeah, going to happen. Tried, yeah, they tried, they tried that with Stephen in the book of Acts, and they did shut Stephen up, and the fierce persecution broke out against the church. And what happened is they, they ended up scattering the church to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so they, they couldn't stop it. But the thing they thought was going to stamp it out actually spread it like ambers from a wildfire. I, I think about the greatest revival in the world right now is going on in Iran. And I couldn't tell you one church, one Christian leader there, but yet somehow the Spirit of God is moving in an area that you would never think possible and People are coming to Jesus left and right. Same thing happening in China. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm wishing persecution so that the kingdom can grow. But what I am saying is, is that is that that God's kingdom, even in the most tyrannical regimes, not only is it not a, not not uh, a stamped out, but that's actually the the place where the kingdom's thriving the most. Yep. So that, that's just interesting. I find comfort in that. I really yeah. do. So I'm going to admonish my fellow Americans and the ones who are listening here. Hey. Just do this. I'll make it real. This is real complex. Do your job. Do your job. <laughs> I ain't going to call. Pause. Whatever you were called to do, do it. So doing your job, this is exactly what it is. And, in fact, you know, we talked about this some last year. One of our One Kingdom ministries was, you know, these people are fleeing Syria, Iran, all these, you know, tyranny. And they're going through Athens, Greece. And so some of our brothers, you know, just sat up there and said, you know, we're going to minister to these Muslims that are fleeing other Muslims. So because of that ministry, a guy named Larry Bowles, they started beaming back in, which is exactly what Zach was talking about, back into Iran. Now, look, this is at risk of life because you talk about, a, oh. I mean, these, these people kill you in a heartbeat. It's illegal to talk about Christianity. And yet they're just beaming back in saying, you know what? We're followers of Jesus. This is all we know, and so they're converting a lot of people. And Zach is right. So that's why it's unstoppable. When we were in the Ukraine, those soldiers would come down and declare, you know, no Christianity or whatever, and they would just made made a a show, a spectacle. They were I didn't know what they were saying because I couldn't understand them. So then it was like as soon as they left, I mean, literally out of earshot, it was like we were having the Bible talks in. The dorms. Yeah. It was like, okay, now there was no stopping or what. It was just a threat. And I think in the end, that's what this becomes when you're worried about being canceled or that's right. somebody downing you on Facebook. And that's right. They're like, oh, but you know, we may not have the internet and this is where we make our move. And I make moves for Jesus. Fear is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to go down, I want to go down for the name of Jesus. Oh, that's, that's right. I mean, you think about purpose in life. You think about the grace. 
you know, people want to bring people together. There's more in this Bible about bringing all walks of race and the sexes together than any place I know of in the on the planet. Yep. That makes sense. I mean, you read Galatians 3. We always go back to that, but, I mean, there's no male, and there's no female, and there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's God, no God class. does not show favoritism. Doesn't show favoritism. That's what everybody's after in the name of even the far left. They're like, we, if we could just all be the same and one in the perfect energy of life. I'm like, we have that. That's right. We have it. Well, and what you don't want to do is, Zach said this earlier, what's happened is leftism, socialism, whatever this current brand is, it, it is their religion. Yeah. These people worship it. Oh, yeah. And Why do it, you think that is? Well, because they, mean, what they don't. What are they getting? Because they don't have God. So you're always, you know, we're made in the image of God. But let's get the, what's their top five benefits? I mean, because I just spit out ours. Grace. I think it's one benefit. And what? It's, not, it's not a bit that it's a curse, but they think it's a bit. It's, but it's, but I'll say well, this. Educate me. I just that. want to know. It's the same thing on the right. The people who worship. Well, that was the point I wanted to make. You don't want nationalism to become your religion. But what are they, no, what, what are they selling? What are the benefits? There's the same thing that, that they were selling in the Garden of Eden. If, if the, the God's holding out on you and he doesn't want you to know what he does. They're, 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 they're worshiping themselves. It's the Romans one. It's humanism. It's just, I'm beginning with, just, it's, it's just, uh, Humanism packaged in two different ways, and when I say humanism, I mean that that's when we begin with ourselves to make meaning of the world, mm-hmm. and 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 that that's what both of these sides are doing. One side is saying that um, I get my identity from the collective whatever of the people, and the other side is saying no, I, I'm, my identity comes from from the way I grew up, or the way things used to be, or the fact that I'm an American. Well, the only thing that doesn't change, I think somebody read this earlier, is God himself. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to change. So if I'm worshiping all these systems and I'm worshiping these, that's not for God's people. It's just humanism. Yeah. You I know what I, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, because what, you know, the reason I asked that question is like, I was really shocked at the, the way the left is attacking Trump now. I mean, they won. Yeah. He's only going to be in office just a few more days. And I thought, well, why don't you just wait? You, you've won. Now let's do your whatever your agenda is. But no, they, they're they're just viciously attacking him now. It, yeah. oh, we're going to impeach him. We're everywhere we go. We're talking. I'm like, well, weren't these the same people that said, you know, Trump's all about him and he wants to dominate the news coverage? And so when you won, all that I've seen is an attack on on Trump, which made me think. What exactly are you for? You know, you're going to do what now that you've won? Well, if you could force yourself without, you know, uh, cutting out your own eyeballs to go back and watch every speech that Biden has made since he created an office of the president of elect. That's I never heard of that before, but he's created it. signs up behind him. Every speech has been like a criticism of Trump. I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's all I've heard. You said you won. Okay. Well, so start acting like he won. I mean, he, every speech is an attack on Trump. That and and or, we're going to dividing we're, race. We're going to get on the coronavirus. But I'm like, well, by the time you get to be the actual president, most of the people at this rate are going to have a vaccine shot. So I'm like, well, that's all we 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 got that. That's what we're running on. But here's the deal: when you when you build 
any movement on division, then all you can ever talk about is things that divide. And we're in a culture okay. of you may, I, I'm starting to see. I think that's a good point. But but it's both sides because because like I said as I said earlier the foundation is rot we don't have a progressive thing to build from and I don't mean progressive as in liberal I mean something that's that moves things forward because we don't we're not building on the Imago Day we're not building on on a high view of humanity we're actually building on a very low view of humanity that says we're nothing more than material that randomly occurred and so because of that everybody is building their case on how pissed off they can get the other side at at at, at how, that's how what it seems like yeah that's yeah, why they say we're a divided country well okay yeah but so i was trying to figure out exactly what their side is for well you look at it how could you be not more divided i mean the con- how congress is split right down the middle pretty much i mean there's a small majority in the house senate's right down the middle the vote was that we're down to counting handfuls of votes. I mean, there were people that won by six, eight, 12 votes. In this last, I mean, it could not be more divided than it is right now, except maybe the Civil War, obviously. because But, I, but Zach right. said it's on both sides, so maybe we should introduce the Christian Party, you know, just a thought. The Christian Party. Why not? It's never been done before. I think you could do it. I, I, well, I think the politics is downstream of culture, so if the church acts as the church, if the church – does what the church is supposed to do, then you don't have these things that like, societies advance. When the church abdicates her responsibility to to seek and save the lost, like by sharing the blood of Jesus with people, like when we not when we're not doing that, when we're being partisan in our own lives and we're buying into things that we know really aren't true, but we're we're we're, we're committed to them because we want them to be true. Mm-hmm. Like when we're not showing the manifold wisdom of God, I mean, what what do you? I mean, we're the light of the world. Jesus chose yeah. us. To bring his light into the world, and if we're not doing that as a, as a, as a church, there's just no shortcut. Yeah, everybody I, wants I a shortcut. shortcut. But you could get around the fact because they're like, "Well, you got to have separation of church and state." And I'd be like, "That's fine. I just want to unite Jesus and state policies." Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Well, that's right, and and <clears throat> that's our responsibility. Zach's right to be salt, to be light. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. we do, individually or otherwise. So I guess uh, next time we get together, um, it, it really is a pretty good shift back to what we're talking about in Acts because these folks were under much more severe persecution. They went into it wide open. As we get into Acts 3 and Acts 4, you're going to see that begin to ramp up. Yeah. And then by the time you get over to, like Zach was talking about in Acts 8, you're seeing people murdered you know, for speaking truth, but at the same time, it was unstoppable. I mean, all that did was fan it out, which but is going to be the same with us. I think to draw the parallel to what's going on here today, because I've quoted Acts 1 the last week several times, Jesus, right before he leaves, he spoke about the kingdom of God. He he showed many convincing proofs that he was alive. He spoke about the kingdom of God, and they said, oh, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They're, they're thinking politics. Are we? So now, even today, people are telling me, oh, you know, this is the signs. You know, there's things going on in Israel. There's things going on in America. And I'm like, we're the new Jerusalem. We're the new Israel. There's no who? The kingdom of heaven. It's, it's us. 
We're the ones stirring these things. Well, you up. remember what they read Acts one when they asked him about time? He said, "It's not up to you. You don't need to worry about that." Well, they thought he was going to go by force. That's right. And I hope I'm able to say, when my time comes, and y'all should be the same. I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come. The apostle Paul is talking to Timothy. Last few verses. While chained up. Yeah. While chained up. Now the time has come for my departure. Not my dying, being beheaded, and die a brutal death for my departure. Uh, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, because of that, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord the righteous judge of all men, I'd add, will allow or will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Well, fast forward 2,000 years, and we're still waiting on the appearing of Jesus. And the home of righteousness finally comes, Al, and we're like... Ooh, I'm glad I didn't get too 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 deep into man-made politics. <laughs> That's exactly right. This is worth it here. I can't think of a better final take. That's perfect. So, uh, Zach, uh, good to have you on today with the four of us. Be sure and hold down the kingdom up there in the liberal land you live in. <laughs> I work on it. Zach, I know you're a good boy because your mama was my sister, and she still is, and she's departed. So we're next, my man. Amen. Good word. Thank you, guys. Good seeing y'all. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.